Hi, this is Jen with Bright Families. Today we're talking about sleep, especially for middle-aged ladies like me, because it starts to get a little weird. And I wasn't surprised when this happened because I'd always had the tendency to wake up in the middle of the night if I didn't eat enough during that day, which was more noticeable when I was younger and nursing. And I knew that my mom's sleep had gotten kind of wonky as she got older. So maybe there's a genetic element or maybe that's just women. But here are some things that I found that help for me. One of the main things is getting outside in the morning and even better, getting outside and exercising in the morning because the getting outside and moving both set your circadian rhythm. Your cortisol is supposed to be high in the morning. In fact, if you're waking up too early, it's probably too high in the morning, which is my tendency. But getting outside kind of is the natural thing that humans should be doing in the morning anyway. Now, caffeine is always a factor and people's tolerance tends to change for caffeine as they get older and their metabolism slows down and who knows what other factors, probably hormones. So If you tolerated caffeine fine till three or four in the afternoon, if you were that kind of teenager that could drink a cup of coffee and fall asleep an hour later, no problem, that's probably not going to be the case by the time you're 40. And if you had a limited caffeine tolerance when you were younger, it's probably going to be even less as you get older. So this seems to be very individual. People tend to figure out. I have seen that when I cut out caffeine completely, I seem to lose a little bit of weight in my middle, which is probably due to having low cortisol overall, but I really do miss the coffee for the taste. So I try to find the sweet spot where I can have my cup of coffee, have a lot of other hydrating beverages, not raise my cortisol in other ways. So literally I'm trying to have my coffee and not have the side effects. So other things you can do to manage your cortisol so that it is going down as the day goes on, which allows your melatonin to go up, are to be as calm as possible in the evenings, which I know sounds like a cruel joke when you have to get kids back and forth from activities that they can't drive themselves to. But when you have a day at home, an evening at home, or the part of the evening you have at home, you can do things to lower your cortisol. You can rest you can take a you know horizontal time in the afternoon. You can drink some tea. Do other things that are calming, basically. And do what you can throughout the day, but particularly in the evening, to lower your cortisol so that you're setting it up that your sleep can happen in the right time in the right way. Now, another thing for busy moms and also moms who are trying to eat the right amount for their changing metabolism as they get older, eating enough is a challenge. And particularly eating the right kinds of protein and fat and carbohydrate foods that are going to keep your blood sugar steady, give you enough calories overall, so you're not spiking your blood sugar in the middle of the night. Now, in Asian medicine, they recommend what they call yin foods, Root vegetables, very nourishing, moistening foods, what we would call slow carbs. They also recommend things like sesame seeds, which we would say is fat, fiber, lots of minerals. 
So generally speaking, if you like nuts and seeds, those are particularly helpful for women. They have a lot of nutrients and high quality fats and some fiber. And for whatever reason, carrots and all root vegetables seem to be tremendously helpful for regulating hormones. Now, there are a few other things like not having alcohol in the evening tends to be a big one. It changes your liver's metabolism and that can contribute to being awake and perhaps even feeling warm or having hot flashes in the middle of the night. And if you have a backup plan for assuming you do wake up in the middle of the night, having that backup plan is really helpful for your mental peace. So there's obviously all those tricks about unloading your brain, you know, write down your to-do list, unload your feelings, whatever you need to do, take a hot shower or a bath. Then when you get out, you get a little bit chilled. That lowers your core temperature and it helps cue the sleep. Get your room the right temperature. But as part of the backup plan, I would have some kind of sleep aid available. So, you know, that sleepy time extra tea that has valerian or a little melatonin um, pill that you can have by your bed if you wake up at one and you take that and you don't have to be up till six or seven, she'll work fine. In my experience, it does. One of the downsides of taking, you know, melatonin pill is it doesn't drip out as slowly as your body would drip out melatonin. But that's actually an asset if you have to take melatonin for just the second half of the night. You don't need it to last you eight hours. You actually only need it to last you four or five hours. So that sleepy time extra tea that has valerian, there's different sleep formulas out there. You can just experiment, find what works for you, and maybe rotate because they don't all keep working all the time. Some of them your body will adapt to. Particularly melatonin is known for that. So just to recap... You want to get out in the morning, get some morning sun. Even if it's not morning sun, people say getting sun in the daytime that's pretty regular is still very helpful. Find your caffeine tolerance. Have some cortisol-lowering teas in the evening or cortisol-lowering supplements. Relora is one. Uh, Roibos tea is another one. Or sleepy time, valerian, maybe melatonin. You should eat enough during the day. And do things throughout the day that will lower your cortisol throughout the day. Because high cortisol is kind of a habit. So if you can sit and take a break with a cup of tea, lay down for 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be a ton, do what you can. When you're eating enough, make sure you include slow carbs, root vegetables, nuts and seeds, nutrient-dense foods, basically. And then have a backup plan for what you're going to do if you wake up in the middle of the night to get back to sleep or power through or find something useful to do with that awake hour. All right, hope this has been helpful. Take care, everybody.